Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, wake me up before you go, bro. Declan brings the case against his older brother, Taryn. Taryn's a heavy sleeper and often relies on Declan to wake him up in the mornings. Declan thinks he should get used to a real alarm clock since they won't be living together forever. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Oh, I have been out searching with the black book in my hand. And I've looked between the lines that lie on the pages that I tread. I met the walking dude, religious, in his worn-down cowboy boots. He walked like no man on earth. I swear he had no name. I swear he had no name. Come on down and meet your judge. Come on down and make the stand. Come on down. Come on down. Swear them in and take the stand. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever. I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he's asleep right now? Yes. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Declan and Taryn, you may be seated. I realize you're both uh, children. Declan, you are 14 years old, is that correct? Yes. And Taryn, you are 18 years old? Yep. All right. And so I hope that my, my dramatic reading did not scare you. I am not a ghost. I am just a judge. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors? Well, I, I'm not to, I think it's the stand. Who's speaking? Talking who's, about, who's speaking? Who's speaking? The stand. Yeah, the stand. Talking about Randall Flagg. Yes. T- Taryn, you're, you're... Is that correct? Wait, uh, but children, uh, children, it's children. both of us. Taryn, what is your guess? I believe that's the stand, talking about Randall Flagg. And what is the stand, Taryn? It is a post-apocalyptic, very long post-apocalyptic novel by Stephen King. Declan, what is your guess? I'm same with Taryn. I'm going with the same thing. All guesses are wrong! You are correct insofar as those are lyrics to a song that are based on The Stand by Stephen King, Uh, the great post-apocalyptic novel by Stephen King that Stephen King wrote mm, uh, 1,200 pages of, had to cut out 400 pages in order order to uh, not be too expensive to sell, and then later reinserted those 400 pages or whatever once he got his money together. Around the time, I think it was around the same time he remade the Shining movie. Good old Stephen King. He's getting it right finally. I do love, I do love Stephen King, and I love that novel. But these lyrics were not from that novel. These lyrics were from a song based on that novel by a band called Guess What, you guys? The Alarm. The Alarm. Get it? <laughs> oh. Get it? Because that's what this yeah. is all about. Yeah. Why didn't you... Don't you understand that that's how I do these things? You're just children. Ugh. Yeah, Plus, we we thought you were going to do a Rip Van Winkle type thing. Someone... Yeah, yeah well, but, once again, wrong. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm... I'm the Alarm... Two for two. Yeah, the, the, you, don't, you don't know about the, 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 the Welsh man, The Alarm, that formed in 1981? No. It had, yeah. it had a, its highest charting single in Britain was 1983's 68 Guns. You guys are teenagers. You, why aren't you listening to the rock bands? What's your favorite superhero from Contest of the Champions, 1982? Is it Talisman or Shamrock? 
I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And say yes, both of them. Yeah. We we are teenagers, but we associate more with pop culture from like the nineteen sixties, like okay. the Dick Van Dyke don't, show don't, and don't Mary Tyler Moore. Who's don't talking now? Like Who's that. talking now? De- Declan. Yeah, I can tell the fourteen year old is talking now because Darren Taryn is like, No, dude, don't don't say these things. <laughs> People are listening, I'm t- dude. I'm telling him not to not pander. Our secrets. <laughs> I'm just telling him not to pander. <laughs> oh, okay, good enough. You guys you guys watch a uh, Dick Van Dyke show together? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh I had a couple. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. What are you watching? That's... What are you watching this on? Um streaming um... video? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I... Can we bleep that out? Yeah, right. We oh, know- sorry. No, we, yeah, we, no we all, bus marketing. Yeah, we all we all know we all know the the point is you're getting you're getting it from internet. Yeah. What is the appeal of the odd couple to uh, a pair of teenagers? What is the appeal of two middle aged men living together uh, to, to you guys? We'll be two middle aged Jewish men in about forty years. So yeah. get a head start on that. Uh-huh. Is it a metaphor for your lives? Pretty much, yeah. Because the dispute, yeah. the dispute here. Normally, normally, I reserve the right to not have underage uh, litigants, with very rare exceptions. Because I, as a forty now forty three year old man, as of yesterday, uh, thank you very much. Thanks, thank you, everyone who's applauding their internet yeah. radios right now. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I'm halfway done. Um, the, I, as an adult, reserve the right to not speak to children. Because I already did, I've done it. I, I did my work as a child talking to kids. I've got my own children to talk to now. But I do welcome you onto the podcast, and especially now that I know you guys are watching weird old man shows, because you are, I think, preternaturally weird old men. Yeah. Yep. You that are the odd couple, isn't that right, Declan? Declan, mm. you're the Felix Unger. Yeah. And you're, and you're bringing your older brother, Taryn, to court because he doesn't wake up on time. Explain what's right. going on. Well... The main problem is that, like you said, Taryn doesn't wake up on time, but he has the ability to use an alarm clock if he so chooses, because he actually has one. But mm-hmm. he chooses he chooses to use me to wake him up just because, I don't know, it never really goes well. Sometimes it'll take me over 30 minutes to wake him up. He's just a very heavy sleeper. But you're the younger brother. Look, I'm an only child, so I only know how this works from the movies. But isn't he supposed to use you to do all the chores and then and then just yell things at you and throw food at you? Isn't that your job? Uh, yeah, I hold up my end of that. Um, we aren't <laughs> we aren't very stereotypical brothers. We're not like the Bat Brothers. We're very we're very close. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Yeah. You're talking about the Sturdivant brothers from the Bat House, the Bat House Boys. Yep. Yes, he is. Yes, from, I am. From verdict number, drop in the number here, Mark. Like twelve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys. Oh, you guys got the. You guys got the archives. You truly are oh, teenagers. No, I don't know. I just know it's very early. It's an, er- it's an early number. one. Talk about pandering now. You guys are bringing yeah. my bringing my old uh, Jesse's and my old hits back. Yeah. Making us feel old. I'm going to tell you I this knew, right now. The more old you make us feel, the less likely we're going to find in your favor. So you better start humming the alarm pretty quick. <laughs> All right. So, uh, how, uh, Taryn, how late do you sleep? Well, on the weekends and summer days, I tend to sleep. I try to sleep until, you know, 
noon, one at the latest, if I've gone to bed at like five in the morning. This is this is where I think most of the problem is not on school days, which it's, it's summer now, so I don't have those, but it's weekends and summer days where I will utilize Declan. Uh, so I generally tell him to wake me up around noon. And do you wake up at noon when he when he tries to wake you up? Around oh. noon, in the general area. My problem is that he tends to be very, you know, physical, and I'm sometimes physical. he'll wake me up a full hour before I tell him to. I've told him to wake me up at noon, and on several occasions, I've woken up and looked at the clock, and it will be ten thirty or eleven, and that just makes me mad. I, That's horrible. I can't imagine yeah, anything worse do, than that. I don't that. do that. Uh, yeah. What a nightmare. I, yeah, that would wake be horrible. I hate waking up before, before when I want to wake yeah, up. Yeah, so do I. Even 11 sometimes? Yeah, 11. Can you believe that? Sometimes there's only three numbers on the clock. <laughs> Why are you staying up till 5 in the morning? Because I'm 18. I know that's the answer. But he's trying to do homework. Specificity is the soul <laughs> sure. of narrative. I should say, what are you doing until five in the morning, Taryn? Um, well, you know, most 18-year-olds would lie, but I'm not going to do that. I am up till eight, five in the morning, probably binge-watching, you know, Breaking Bad or, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know if I'm not supposed to say, meth show on cable network. Um, no, Breaking Bad, that's fine. Okay. Pieces of you culture know, that are made by made by people are okay. You know, corporations are what I'm trying to avoid. Now I'm really into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've been burning through that. So I'll just watch something until, you know, until I cannot keep my eyes forced open. You're, and and, are, you, you're, and you're, are you drinking a lot of Jolt Cola? No, no. Oh, you just made me feel old. You just made I'm me feel old. I'm not drinking a lot of anything that's not water. Because oh. oh, we don't have a lot of those drinks in the house because of a... I don't know if you want to disclose I, this, Declan. It's just I have diabetes. It's not really a, a big deal. Those types of we don't have a lot of energy drinks or sodas in the house because oh okay, you can't drink. Yeah, them. so you're just up all you're just up all night binging and hydrating. Yep, yep. That's a t-shirt right there. Binging and hydrating. Mm-hmm. There we go. I'm putting I'm that sure one that down. I'm sure that exists somewhere. As of right now, it does. All right, boys. Declan, what is your life like in the summertime? Um, are, are you watching TV all night with your brother too? Um, I'm watching it with him. I'm usually ahead of the shows because I, I've always been a get up at the crack of dawn kind of guy. I don't need an alarm clock a lot of the time. Um, so when I'm binge watching it, there are only three numbers on the clock, but it's because I've woken up. It's because I've woken up like 30 minutes after Taryn has gone to sleep. Um, and and so you spend your, you, you, you wake up early and start and start watching The Odd Couple in Mikhail's Navy or whatever, and Breaking yeah. Bad. And then, the, and then you spend the rest of the day doing what? Tidying up the house and working on your ships and bottles models? Um, I Definitely sp- not tidying up the house. Excuse yeah. me, Taryn! <laughs> you may be a legal adult, but this is still my courtroom. I'm talking to your younger brother now. <laughs> I apologize. Now go ahead, punk, um, answer the question. Um, Come on, nerd! <laughs> well... I'm the Good bully. That I'm the you bully use the now. word nerd. I do most of the time being during and to answer the question. I do, yeah. I do most of the time watching TV shows and cooking and just hanging oh out with my bird. God. Yeah, that's pretty much Ta- all I do. Taryn, Taryn, I yeah. encur- I encourage you to keep your silence while your I'm brother sorry. is giving testimony. Now, Declan, did you say cooking? Yes, yes, I do cook. Oh God! See, that's for me to say. 
<laughs> Not for you to say. That's for me to say. Do you understand? Yes, I do. All right. Now, s- stop taking your insulin shots and tell me the truth, nerd. Diabetes nerd. It's terrible. <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? Is your diabetes under control? Yes. Do you take insulin shots? Um, I use a pump. Oh, what's that? It's kind of like a tiny IV that you put on your body that has insulin in it. Oh, see, my, my I confess that that m- most of my deep core knowledge of what diabetes is all about is when Ben Vereen guest starred on Webster. You know what Webster is, right, Declan? Yes, I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. All right, you, you succeeded in not making me feel old. Because I can tell already that even though you are the younger brother, you are the older man of this of this uh, 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 sibling duo, right? Because you're uh, what? What are you cooking? Um, I don't I make a lot of bread? Yeah, I, that's something yes. that I try to do. I make <laughs> bread. Taryn, Taryn, and seriously, sorry, seriously, and, and I, I was gosh. very. And Declan, I was just very... just a moment, just a moment, Taryn, seriously. You got to keep that guffawing to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. I'll throw a lot in. Okay. You don't, you don't know, or maybe you do know, and you're about to find out that Declan is a man after my own heart. When I was 14 years old, I was also baking bread. So Declan, I'm with you. Go on. Um, recently, I was very proud of the pineapple cinnamon creme brulee I made. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't. The where where are you where are you, where are you getting your recipes from the frugal gourmet? Um, do you know I'm what that getting, is? Uh, it sounds familiar. Ah, you're lying. It does. No, it does sound familiar. That's where I learned to cook from, and then that dude turned out to be a pedophile, and that's why I don't talk to people underage on my podcast usually. Uh, um, I get a lot of recipes from Mark Bittman. Nice. Of- I like Mark Bittman's recipes a lot, and he's a really good dude, and I think he's got a lot of good philosophies about cooking. I find that the, 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 the recommended temperatures in how to cook everything to be a little off. I think he, the food tends to come out a little undercooked. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We, uh, okay, cool. Do you just do desserts or do you do what do you, what do you, what else oh, do you do? I, I do tons of, I try to mix it up all the time. I, I recently dabbled in, um, molecular gastronomy. I oh, made, uh, um, uh, now, I made, now you're losing me, buddy. Uh, Sorry. Oh, no, that's made, okay. Go ahead. I made grapefruit juice caviar. What? It was, yeah. I don't remember this. You don't? Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. you slept through uh, it, Taryn. Uh, probably. Maybe grapefruit juice yeah. caviar is for the early risers. Oh. Where do you guys um, live? And do you have parents? Yes. Uh, we live in Atlanta. Oh, all right. Cool. They live underneath an abandoned French restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Are, are you guys, are you guys, uh, 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 Anthropomorphic rats, and not actually Sometimes humans. I look at Declan and see that. <laughs> uh, where, whereby do you, comes your foodieism, Declan? Uh, my dad and my mom. Oh, but cool. my dad, my dad, he was just really into all the food. He's something doing. of an amateur mixologist. Yes, you're making He's, cocktails as well. Not, no, your not me. My dad, is. my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, are, you, are your parents both living, and are they together, or are they divorced? They're, they're together. together. And they're both living? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were using the past tense with your dad, but maybe it's just you've matured so much that you think of him in your distant past yeah. now. 
Is that right, Darren? Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Decl- Declan, I, I think everything so far is awesome. Taryn, let's go. Let's hear. Let's hear it about your brother. Why? Why is? Why is his? Uh, why is his um, self-directed uh, culinary institute of America course uh, lamer than you staying up all night watching Breaking Bad? Oh, I'm not saying it is. It's just you know, he's he's 14 years old. Yeah. You know, he shouldn't know how to make caviar. He shouldn't. He. I, I'm not entirely sure he should know what caviar is. Other than, you know, salty. But it's just, so I look at him and sometimes I see that he's already more successful than I will ever be. And it makes me mad. Well, what, uh, what, are, your, what are your interests, Taryn? Uh, I am I mean, a you're, big you're fan almost, of you're, comedy. You're a legal adult now. Yes, so you I gotta am be, a legal adult. You've got to be thinking about where your adult life is heading. You're... You, you, uh-huh. you, you're, you're you're not at the stage where Declan's at, where he's just pretending to be a little adult in the house. You've got a real world ahead of you. What's that going to hold for you? What are your interests? Well, I will be going to Emerson College, majoring in writing for film and television, which means I'll be living in a single bedroom apartment until I'm 38. Oh, if you're lucky. And, yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. 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 No, you're going you're gonna to be living either at home or with seven roommates. Yeah. Yeah. In 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 Medford, Massachusetts. Right. But right. welcome to the Commonwealth, by the way. Emerson's a great school. I know I visited. I really I'm really liking it. You gonna go work at the Coolidge Corner movie theater? Uh sh- sure. Yeah, that's why right. not? That's that's right. That's a, that's a thing that still exists. I'll take your word for it. So I'm not old. I'm not old is the point. So it's it's a great movie theater that is even better than when I worked at it in Coolidge Corner, uh, Brookline. So you're not just binge watching Breaking Bad; you're doing research. Yeah. I like to think of those as the same thing. Oh, you are you you. It is your requirement to expose yourself, yeah. to as much culture as you can in the right. field in which in the field that is your passion, which is writing for film and television. Is that correct? Yeah. Has that yes. been a, a long term goal? Um. I guess, you know, in terms of me only being 18 and it's, you know, two and a half years old as a goal, I guess it's been a long term goal. But it's not like you it's not like you spent your entire youth going, I'm going to be a lion tamer. And then two weeks ago you got up and said, no. Right. OK. No. Have you considered being a lion tamer? Like when I was eight. You guys know, do you have you do you watch Game of Thrones or have you read it? I need to. Um, I'm the only person yeah. I know who hasn't. Yeah, I I've listened to it. We have thin walls, and my mom has listened to it. All the books, all, all the books. So I've been exposed to much of Game of Thrones. The image of of you, Declan, with a little water glass, <laughs> your ear to a little water glass against the wall, listening to Game of Thrones is the most adorable. Thing. It's like it's like all the kids of no my generation. How accurate that is. Yeah, all the kids of my generation. Uh, uh, watching watching John Hurt have sex on I Claudius through a through the keyhole of their kid of their parents' uh, television sh- uh, t- watching room their den or whatever. You guys know the, about the TV show I Claudius, right? Yes, yeah, we, I yes. watched it in Latin last year. All right, good. We, in the family, we rec- we refer to it as I Clavdivs because of the way it's spelled. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good joke. I like that. I like that family joke. That's a family joke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like family jokes. Have you watched I Claudius with your mom and dad? No. Well, no. I watched it in I watched it 
in Latin class, and I don't think Declan ever Yeah, I actually haven't watched it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait I a minute. haven't hang watched on. it. Hang on, Declan. Hang on. Taryn, you watched I, Claudius. Do you go to a public school? No. No. All right. I was going to say, you watch I, Claudius in public school in Atlanta, there are going to be some lawsuits. There's some... Did you see all the scenes of I, Claudius? Yep. <laughs> some pretty... It's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, Judge Hodgman, yeah. fewer and fewer public schools across this country have Latin programs. Well, that's true. I suppose that's right. I guess I'm, I'm not the world's greatest detective after all. <laughs> Should have seen that one. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I, Claudius, in Latin. But you have not seen it, right? Is that right, Declan? I haven't. All right. Well, the point- it's, an, it's not like an, it's inappropriate for me. I'm... I only have four episodes left in the wire, so um, it's. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. When you finish watching I, Claudius, then you'll decide whether it's appropriate for you or not. That's how a 14-year-old should be. Make your own decisions. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Ask your mom and dad if it's okay to watch I, Claudius. They make the decisions. Well, I'm I sorry. Dad I'm sorry. Hasn't Mom. he been telling you you have to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our dad has been like fine, pushing but, it on us. Yeah, but I just don't want to be. You understand that I don't want to be in a position legally where I'm giving, where I'm somehow saying it's okay for you to watch I Claudius, and you're 14 years old. I yeah. keep forgetting that you're not a 35 year old weirdo <laughs> like, like I wanted to be when I was your age. You're a, you're a child still. So ask your mom and dad. Go to your mom and dad. Look into their purses and send whatever you find there to MaximumFun.org. <laughs> That's his famous Soupy Sales reference. You know what I'm talking about, Soupy Sales? No. No. Oh, you both made me feel old. It's okay. Taryn, the only reason I was going into that whole weird Game of Thrones rat hole was that uh, I was saying you should be a lion tamer. And then I was going to brag about how I had... I was in Santa Fe a couple days ago with George R. R. Martin and his wife Paris, and his wife Paris ran away with the circus, literally ran away with the circus when she was 25 or whatever, because there was a recession on, and that was the only job she could get, was selling stuff, selling like uh, milkshakes at the circus. The circus, you guys. Have you thought about that? The circus makes me sad. The elephants shouldn't, they should be, you know, not tied up and sad. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Obviously, an animal-less circus. There are lots of them. Yeah. In fact, you know what, Declan? You're 14 years old, right? Yes. This is me, John Hodgman. I am ordering you to leave the house tonight and join an animalless circus. Don't ask your mom or dad. Just do it. Um, right, I don't think podcast. I can keep I think, that proud. <laughs> I think we got it. I think we got that one. All right. Is that taped? Okay, good. End of podcast. <laughs> Taryn, all right. So Declan, Taryn is up all night watching movies and TV and whatnot. He's doing his thing. And it's summertime, and he's 18, and his body is, his body is burning through calories like nothing else. Why can't you let this guy sleep late? Well, because he, he like will text me before he goes to sleep, and he's like, wake me up at 11. And then I go to his room at 11 and he's like let me he I'll try to wake him up and he won't respond for 5 to 10 minutes. Hold on. Do you read the number 12 as the number 11 cuz no, I never no, told you You've to told me, me that early. I will I you have told told okay. me to wake you up at 11. It's your story you tell it right now. And also he Whoa. has the this loudest alarm clock 
it is it is it vibrates and it makes this the loudest and most annoying well, sound. I thought you were the I thought you were the alarm I, clock. I know, but this is where it gets bad. That doesn't wake him up. So I'll just be in my room d- looking up foie gras recipes. And, uh, uh, uh. Oh, and, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Can we get some consistency here? You don't want to work in a circus with elephants, but you're fine with ducks that have been force fed uh, grain actu- until their livers burst. I'm actually a vegetarian as just I'm and I have my hair. It would just uh, it, it's. I'm, Wait, does that have I, It just means hair? that I will inevitably live in Brooklyn, just the way I live. Okay, so I'm you're a vegetarian. vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian with like 17 inch long hair. It really is. And All right, it's, hey, hey, it's, Oscar, anyway. Oscar, let Felix okay. talk. All right. So, any what what was even the question? Oh yeah, so he's got the alarm. It goes off, and it. We'll just keep going off for a minute. He'll hit the snooze button. Five minutes later, it'll go off. He'll hit the snooze button. But the worst is when I'm in the shower, um, which I'm often in the shower right before he wakes up for some reason. Right, because you, t- you take seven showers a day. <laughs> no, um, that's me. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I thought I knew you guys, but now there's always a new wrinkle to this, yeah, this we're, sitcom. Uh, okay, so... Um, when you're in the shower, the alarm goes it, off. And it's so loud and it buzzes that I'll jump. And I honestly think that that's not safe. Because like three times in the last month or two that's happened and I've almost jumped. And I don't want to slip and break my neck. That's just a thing that makes me anxious. You Are you adjusting your tie right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's adjusting his imaginary tie. He picks at his shirt like he has a tie there. So for the sitcom that we're making about you guys, I already have two images for the opening credits montage. One is of Declan listening to the walls as his mom listens to Game of Thrones <laughs> as an audiobook. And the other is Taryn on one side of a wall sleeping through an alarm while Declan, in the middle of his second, his second conditioning of his long hair, jumps. And then I think we also need a moment where you guys are walking through a grocery store together or a park, right? Or sitting on a park bench. Or, one, or like Declan's trying to hail a cab and, 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 and Taryn's just throwing hunks of roast beef at the traffic or something. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's going to come together really it's going to come together really good. Taryn, what would be your scenes in the opening credits montage? Are you a vegetarian as well? Oh, absolutely not. All right. Absolutely not. And and so you're you're long of tooth and you've grown a little bit. You yeah. you're you're probably physically much bigger than than Declan is. No, no. No, I'm taller than him. He's a little bit taller than oh, me. Weird. Right. So I can't figure this out at all. <laughs> were you, are you or were you ever a jock? No, right. I'm a, I'm like a big. I could I could totally beat you up if you wanted me to, but I don't. I'm yeah. just not that type of person. I don't want but you to I beat could. me up. To, to, uh, I could. Oh. I swear. What's uh, Taryn? What is up with your alarm clock? Um, it's very loud and annoying, and um, it. I mean, it will make me swim out of sleep. But you know, in on the weekends, there's just not the same urgency to get up. What happens during is. the school? What happens during the school year? Are you able to wake up and go to school? Yeah. Well, wait. Shh, shh, shh. Now you be quiet, <laughs> nerd. Yeah, I apologize. I will. I will set the alarm on the week on the school day, 
uh-huh. and it'll go off, and then I'll hit the snooze button, but I'll know, oh, you know, I should be getting up around now, because I, I set it to go off about 15 minutes before I want to actually be up. What makes, the, alar- go- what makes the alarm so loud? I, I had some, there was something in the in the in the brief that was submitted to me that this is a a a two a double mechanism alarm. It is it is called a sonic bomb, and that's pretty much exactly what it is. It, it at the set you can set it. There's four settings. There's off. There's buzz. There's vibrate, and there's vibrate and buzz. So it comes with this little buzzer that you know it's like the mechanism, not a mechanism. It's like the thing they'll give you at a crowded restaurant. So that you can sit outside and then it'll buzz when your table is ready. Okay. But it's, you know, you know, so three a- or four times more buzzy than that. So right. that'll buzz when the alarm goes off and it'll also blare. So you have two pronged assault. You have the buzz waking you up and you have the sound screeching at your face. And Declan, um, Declan you submitted the evidence, the photos of the yes. sonic bomb. Yes. So there's a separate. I can bring it in here. No, no, that's okay. What is the separate vibrating nodule? What What is that for exactly? Is a separate. Oh, it looks like oh, it's, it's like there's a there's an alarm there's an alarm clock a digital alarm clock. There are three numbers on it, since that's how we tell time now, and uh, and then there's a separate vibrating no, a nodule as you put it. Where is this nodule to be put? And remember, that this is a family podcast. Yeah. This is to be put under the pillow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, under the pillow so that it shakes your body and wakes you up. But Taryn doesn't put it under his pillow. He puts it in his wooden drawer that has nothing else in it. So it amplifies the sound, and it's like a horrible rattle and buzzing. When that, if you, that, that makes you jump in the shower during your hot oil treatment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he the, he thinks that it will like give him a heart attack if he puts it under his pillow. Yeah, why don't you put it under like the pillow? The feeling it feels weird. It's like it's like. But it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to wake you up. But it, I just don't like sleeping on a pillow and then there's a lump under it. All right, hang on, hang on, you uh, guys. I found I, someone. Someone, of course, took a took a video of this thing in action on YouTube, and let's wait. just take a look. Oh, oh. nothing so far. Nothing so far. Nothing so far. Nothing so far. That... Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it made me jump in the shower, you guys. Yeah. I really did. Uh, first, oh, I forgot to mention I'm taking a shower up, while, while I'm recording this. The first time I set it up, I, um, I was setting the time, you know, because it starts at midnight, because I guess... Why wouldn't it? So I was setting the time, and then I was setting the alarm, but it was set on vibrate and buzz. So I was scrolling through the hours for the alarm, and then I got, you know, because that happens when you're going through time, you hit every minute, and it was, you know... It was, it was <laughs> New t-shirt. That happens when you're going through time. You hit every minute. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it wasn't that far after midnight when I was setting it up. So it was like 12.10. So, you know, I set the time as 12.10, and I guess the alarm mechanism was on. So I was setting the alarm for, I think it was a, it was probably a weekend. So I was setting it for like 
11 or 12. And, you know, as soon as it had scrolled past 12, 10, it starts doing that. And I screamed and I jumped. I ran ran away. You screamed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, folks, maybe we'll post the YouTube on the blog. But when this thing goes off, that vibrating nodule, that that thing starts jumping like an an electrocuted mouse. So, yeah, (laughs) it jumps around the drawer. And to, to give a little... To paint a little picture, I sleep in a in a nest. I sleep, yeah, basically. Sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw this. I one sleep. Coming. the The physical structure of what I sleep in is a combined dress, a dresser, desk, bunk bed that was put up when I was like seven years old. Right, and I just haven't because you know I'm. I'm about six foot tall, and the thing is about six foot long, so there's no need to replace it because I fit in it. But the but the bottom bunk, which is what I sleep on, is a pull-out drawer. So I essentially sleep on the floor. So, And then above the bottom bunk, up to the top bunk, there's a series of drawers. So I put the alarm, the blary part, on the desk part, which is about, you know... Two feet, three I, feet I above my I head. Can't. You know, I don't need to hear your your physical description of your bunk bed anymore. Right. <laughs> and the buzzer is in the drawer closest all to my I head. Ca- so all I, all I care about is does does this thing this thing clearly this thing clearly annoys if the if the purpose of this alarm is to annoy you into wakefulness, it yeah. does not seem to be working. It just seems to be annoying everyone else in the house. And I think part of the problem is there's no real, because the cord isn't long enough to put it next to my head. So the blaring is coming from three feet above me. And obviously, if it were working, you wouldn't be asking Declan to wake you up, right? Right. Okay. And I think part of it is the weekend, you know, I know I don't have to get up, so it's much, I'm much less inclined to listen to it. This thing is going in the garbage immediately. Now, Declan... Why is it offensive to you that your brother is sleeping so late? It's not offensive. He can sleep until whenever he wants, but when he tells me to wake him up, and then I have to stay there for like 30 minutes because when he's sleepy, he does these weird psychological mind games to try to make it so I won't wake him up. He's not just like, give me five more minutes. He's like, you're just doing this because the world wants you to do it. You should do your own thing. And it's just, yeah. It's, I don't think that's a he, mind game. I, I think that, yeah, I think that he's, he's still asleep. I think he's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, schizophrenic person. Yeah, and but he just won't wake up, and he keeps saying these things that that are weird and don't make any sense. Well, if you um, really don't care when he wakes up, why do but, you bother trying? Why don't you just say I, no, bro? I want, I want him. I, he wanted me to wake him up at a certain time. Yeah, but he's when, only he's only abu- he's only uh, abusing you in a semi-conscious state. Why don't you just say no? I'm not going to do it. You wake yourself up. You're 18 years be- old. Because I know when I'm about to go to sleep, I know that I want to wake myself up, and I know when I'm waking up, I won't really want to wake up. And I know that's what a lot of people have described it. And I know when Taryn. When he's in his state where he's not telling me that the world's telling me to wake him up. Basically dead. When he's basically dead, he wants to wake up at this certain time. And once he's, like, really awake and walking around and 
playing with our bird or whatever. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't even know if I want to hear about your bird. <laughs> yeah, what never this, mind. This yeah. is making this sitcom even better. What kind of bird? Yeah. Um, it's a sun conure. Uh, it's kind of it's that's a bigger. kind of parrot. Yeah, it's a it's on the smaller side. It's like a medium sized bird. Uh, he lives. Well, take, take a lesson. Take, take, we'll take a lesson from how I shut your brother down when he yeah. when he tried to describe yeah, we don't, we every don't joint of his bunk bed. It's a kind of parrot, and it's going to live to be a hundred years old. It's going to outlive well, both of you. It's they live 40, to be like 40, 50. Oh, okay. And how old is it now? Seven. Seven. Yeah, this is going to be great. When you guys when you guys are sharing yeah. an apartment in yeah. Brookline Village with your son, Kanye, what's the name of the bird? Kazoo. Kazoo. I don't think I can handle that. I don't think oh. I can handle living with him as an adult. Well, Just him. Well, this is the thing. Your him, brother, but... Declan, thinks you can't handle yourself. Your brother, your 14-year-old brother feels that he knows better than you about how late you should be sleeping. And he feels he also knows exactly like that 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 you say you want to sleep longer but he but he knows how he feels when he sleeps too late and he doesn't like it how do you respond to that uh, i don't i totally I, I began to address the question and then i forgot all of it <laughs> yeah yeah I, I basically went through the describing my giant bunk bed with that question so ignore it yeah all right declan <laughs> What what are you what what's going to happen when Taryn goes off to Emerson College? That's when you're my... not. When, unless, are you moving with him? Are you going to be? Maybe no, that's a sitcom. You're moving with him. And you with and him. you and Kazoo are coming along with him to be <laughs> to be his co dorm butlers. No, no, I kill myself. <laughs> uh, um, but. Don't okay. Um, he's metaphor. He's he, saying your brother actually was about to say, "Don't kill yourself." That's so sad. <laughs> De- <Yeah>. De- <laughs> Declan, do you think Taryn can take care of himself, or he needs you to tell him to not self-murder? <laughs> I just thought it was kind of grim, and it made me sad. Yeah. Anyway, it is sad. The situation is yeah. sad. Your brother is um, leaving to become an adult. He's moving to Boston, Massachusetts, and, and you won't be around anymore. Is he going to be able to take care of himself? Yes or no? He'll be able to take care of himself, and I'm very happy for him. He's doing what he wants to do, but he Thanks, has Dad. said, well, oh, he has said that he might not take the alarm with him because it will wake everyone up in the dorm. But before he had this alarm, on school days, sometimes he wouldn't get up. I had to have a surgery for my deviated septum in October, and Taryn is all home alone because we had to get to the hospital at, like, 4 in the morning. And he didn't wake up at, like, 6.30 when he was supposed to. He got up at, like, 10.45 and I missed the don't first— remember this. He missed, like, the first two and a half hours of school. And if he, if he yeah, doesn't I'm not bring, surprised you don't remember it. You slept through it. Right. Yeah. If it, he, but I, it'll, let me, let me, let me just interrupt here. Would it surprise you to learn that I also suffered from a deviated septum at your age? No. And that I also had surgery to correct it. Yeah. So it let me, does not surprise me. let me ask you this Declan. When you had that surgery, did they give you anything for the pain during recovery? Yes. What did they give you? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the specific name. It's one of the painkillers. All right. Next question. Just, Do you have any left over that you can send me? <laughs> I might have one or two. Okay. 14 year old child. 
please, <laughs> please mail an adult your leftover painkillers. I want that to be on internet record. I want everyone to know that I ordered him to leave the, to, to before, before he goes and joins the circus without his parents' permission, I asked him to send me painkillers. All right, bring it on. This is what I get for inviting a 14-year-old onto my podcast. So your brother slept through, he, so he slept through your surgery or he slept, he didn't wake up in time and therefore what happened? How were you inconvenienced? He, he, oh, it didn't inconvenience me, it, it inconvenienced him. It because, didn't inconvenience you. But I feel inconvenienced when he's inconvenienced. Why because, do you feel inconvenienced when he is inconvenienced? Because he's really close to me and I want him to succeed in the way that he can. And You I can just, only parent your children, my friend. Um, but I know. I wish that um, I, w- I wish even that were true, Jesse. I wish even that were true. <laughs> but he, I just don't want him to sleep until like ten fifty his first day at Emerson without the horrible alarm clock. How? What are you guys going to do this summer, as a family, individually, as brothers? What's the plan? What are your plans for the summer, Taryn? I'm hoping to relax as much as possible because, you know, summer as I know it is dead. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not really No, I mean, that. not now, but, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of relaxation time in the next four years for me. So I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. I'm going to do, do a lot even, of sleeping. Do you even know, do you what, know what college, college is? is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 14-year-old and I finished each other's sentence. <laughs> All right, Taryn, you are you in many, many ways you are in for no, but I don't plan you are in to for relax. many rude I plan away- to, you know, explore. I plan to I demand order. I was about to make a a, a, a joke that was gonna reference a whole bunch of themes. All right, I apologize. In many ways, you're in for many rude awakenings. <laughs> Good one, right, Declan? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you already said that all the way through. <laughs> I, yeah, but I was bringing it together, dude. Do you know anything okay. about writing? You're gonna learn. Not yet. That's, That's what, what you're I, gonna learn. Yeah. I'm going to school for it. All right. So you're you're just gonna hang and watch and hang mm-hmm. and watch and sleep, right? Um, and I realize I'm gonna have go- a lot of free time. And we're but going I plan to, to not okay. have a lot of downtime. I wanna, you know, explore. I wanna yeah, socialize. Taryn and I, like together, we're gonna go probably on like a day trip or two through like to some more of the southern cities that we haven't really experienced, like Maybe Charleston. Maybe visit the cast of um, Small Town Security. <laughs> that would be great. I don't... You um, guys, guys, you know you're still yeah, on a podcast. It's the, sh- it's the show that's on after... Oh, you know, never mind. That was a different thing you just said. <laughs> um, but, it's on AMC. Yeah. It's about a security team in Ringgold, Georgia. Oh, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, you got but, that. You got... But, all right. Good work, AMC. You got them to say the name of your thing. <laughs> Where are you? Um, so you're going to go to Charleston? That's a good town. And Maybe, yeah. we always go to Montauk, which is... We're not going to drive there, though. Yeah, that's we're not, not a, That's not a town But the, the whole South. family. The whole family no. will go. Right. We'll go. Yeah, we all go to Montauk. Have you been to Oxford, Mississippi? I was, yes. I lived there for about a year. My dad taught at Ole Miss for about two years. Oh, cool. So I spent my first eight months there. I was born in Memphis, the same midwife who delivered Elvis's daughter delivered me. Oh. But we lived in Oxford. Sweet yeah, that's stuff. my claim to fame. Wait a minute. So you lived in Oxford for a year? Yeah, eight months a year. Taryn, which year? Um, well, I was born in very late 95, so it was mostly 96. 
Oh, okay. So you don't remember you 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 no. you only you only started you only started drinking in the Oxford bars towards the end of your year there. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. Uh, that's a good town. You ought to go back there and visit. We did the other well, year. We, we just, we just like, drove Orleans, through there. Yeah. We drove I, to New the Orleans. The only reason I asked is because Alton Brown and I went there one time when I was writing for magazines, and we had the greatest time. And we were looking for William Faulkner's grave, and there was this like twelve-year-old kid who was wandering around wearing these slippers that looked like monster feet in the middle of the road, and he was the one who directed us to Faulkner's grave. And I thought, what if that were you, Taryn? Because what if the time that sounds like Oxford? Yeah, but, that, but it sounds more like Declan to me. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't alive. He's more of a slipper in wearer. Oxford. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. So, you guys are going to do some stuff together and have some bro time, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And and on the road, when you guys do, are these overnight? They would have to be overnight road trips, right? Yeah, like one or two yeah, days. And probably. mom and dad just let you guys go off driving to cities, or is, is it with them? They're open to. Yeah, we're yesterday. responsible. Yeah, it sounds like it. Boy, these guys, I want to I want to be your mom and dad and just have given up about three years ago. Let, <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? Declan's just going to raise this 18-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just watch I, Claudius, and listen to our audiobooks yeah. and be done with it. Uh, all right. How are you going to feel when your brother leaves for college? Um, I am going to be sad, but I'm also going to be happy for him, like I said. He's always been there, and he's a really important part of my life. And we've just, he's literally always been here my entire life. Right. But so, now you're going to have the kitchen to yourself. Yeah. Taryn. You're finally going to get to be the only child you always were born to be. Um, yeah, but a lot of the times I'll just cook something for a specific person. So like the other day, I just made a cookie for Taryn. Yeah. Just one cookie? Oh. No, two cookies. I made two cookies. Living on the edge. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it could get more adorable than one cookie. Yeah. But when, it, when it got to be two cookies, I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think, h- h- literally hundreds of podcast listeners on the road pulled off to the side of the road to cry. <laughs> Taryn, how are you, how are you going to feel about leaving your brother behind when you go to college? Uh, it's gonna be weird. I'm gonna. Be, it's. I mean, it's not like I'm never gonna see him again. It's just gonna be weird. But I'm also really excited to get new people in my life. I didn't hate high school, but by the end, I was like, you know, You're ready I just want new people in my life because I've. In in a way, I'm almost afraid I might be a psychopath because I just I I feel like I've gotten everything I can out of the people, and I need new ones because all these people are empty and dead to me. So, <laughs> so. another another so. T-shirt quote from Taryn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm very excited to meet uh, whole new people, uh, all new people. You know, be be the person I have become through the years without anyone knowing me. So without anyone saying, "Oh, you've changed," or "I like the old you better." So that'll are you, be. Are you going to change exciting. your name? That's something kids do sometimes at college when they take on those. New identities. They give themselves a new nickname or a new, a new name. I once, I once saw a. Um, I was visiting my friend's school, and there was a seating chart, and there was someone named Quantavius, spelled Q W. So uh-huh. if, if I'm going to change my name, it's going to be to that. Quantavius. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You should. You, you should. You should change your name to Caligula. <laughs> with K's. Ter- Quantavius better. Taryn's name is a pretty. Important um, literary oh, name from, no, from the Black Cauldron. 
Yeah, from the Lloyd yeah. Alexander yeah. books. That's yeah. why he's named Pan. Yeah, that's, I can tell. I can tell your mom and dad read some fantasy books in their time. Yeah, yeah. I'm named after Elvis Costello. No, I don't think you're right. named after Elvis. If yes, you I am. Have his name? No, I'm named after him. They've my we've had conversations oh. about that because yeah. Elvis Costello's real name is. Yeah, you don't understand Declan what's McManus. going on, Taryn. While you're sleeping until one. Uh, your mom and dad and Declan are having a, an amazing brunch and some deep conversations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Is I don't there... feel like I've missed out very so, much. So. Declan, what is it you want me to order your brother to do in these last few weeks that you have together as a family? Well, I'd like him to, when he wakes up, if I'm there, instead of him yelling at me, he'll um, wake up and also for him to bring the very loud alarm clock to Boston. Taryn, what do you want me to order if I find in your favor? Um, I just want him to wake me up more. <laughs> I want him to wake me up more gently. He's very strident, probably so, more strident. There's a lot of touching. There's a lot of whoa, light slapping. What? There's a lot of... Where, why didn't you mention this a thousand hours ago? <laughs> When you were in the mi- well, when you were he- in the middle of the vi- the audible bl- blueprint of your bunk bed, what? How I much? Mean, what? Tell me about the slapping and the thing before I go into I don't my chamber. It, feel, it probably feels much more aggressive because I'm asleep. But it's. I think the main part of it is that he sounds so condescending, like he's talking to a little baby. That, that I like, believe. That I believe. Yeah. you gotta wake up, I buddy. Admit, I should. Like, I should work on that. I should I'm work your on elder. Don't call me buddy. I'm not your buddy. <laughs> Okay, um, okay, you two buddies. I've heard everything I need to hear. Do you have any one last thing you need to say, real quick, the, real short? The or- most physical thing I'll do, which is it'll it just for some reason it's makes him move a lot and wakes him up, is like tickle his feet, which is very weird. It is weird. It's it'll wake him up though. Yeah, I'm going to do a summary judgment on that right now. That's weird. All right, <laughs> Taryn, any uh, last words before I go into my chambers? Uh, nope, I think I've said everything I want to say. All right, Kazoo, hop on my shoulder. We're going to go deliberate this in my chambers right now. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Taryn, how are you feeling about your chances here? Um, I'm feeling better than when I came in. I think Declan's far more likely to maybe come ahead because he is the more reasoned person here. I I just really am just a bitter old man complaining. But either way, you know, I only have to in uh live by the judgment for a couple of weeks and then you know, I'm on my own. Declan, what do you think it takes right now to wake up your older brother? Like what what are some things that you would have to do to get him actually up out of bed as he has requested of you? Um, definitely the weird thing, which is tickling the feet, is something I have to do. A lot of the times I don't want to, but I kind of, <laughs> I kind of have to. It's the only thing that'll get him up. Talking to him, he doesn't move. He, it's like he's not breathing. If you yell as loud as you can, he won't move a muscle. And, like, sometimes they'll, like, pick up his arm just to make sure he can still move. But, um... Yeah, it's the tickling of the feet is really just the only way to get him up. Do you think you could you should put one of those like an EKG on him <laughs> so that you know that he's not dead? 
Wasn't there a picture of me? Oh, uh, yeah, there. I sent in a picture. He slept through maybe the worst nosebleed I've ever seen. And he just, there's just blood everywhere, all over. Oh, my God. Yeah, all over the pillow, all oh, over his like face. It's like a horror movie. It really, it really is. Oh, yeah. dear sweet Lord. Well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about all of this when we come back in just a minute. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2020, Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Declan, 
there there are clear parallels between our uh, our 14-year-old selves, the one you currently inhabit and the one that I used to inhabit because I also uh was someone who was reading cooking books and uh and uh and 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 undeviating my septum uh and uh and 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 cultivating a Felix Unger-like existence uh of of precocious maturity. But the difference between the two of us was that I was an, and still am, an only child. Whereas you have a brother, which deranges your life in a way that is hard for me to appreciate. I don't know what it would be like to be a a weird, um, precocious, pretentious man-child in a world where there was an 18-year-old behemoth sleeping on the other side of the bed. Or the other side of the wall, I should say. I have to say you're, you're handling it very ably and very touchingly, I think, to everyone here who is listening. First thing, though, first ruling right at the bat, that alarm clock is going into the garbage. <laughs> In fact, I would like, do you ha- is it nearby? It's in my room. I can get it if you want. Taryn, go get it. All right. Now, while Taryn is gone, I want you to feel what this is like, Declan. Just a couple of weird only children talking. No one yelling in the background. No one trying to run you down or say that you're a weirdo. No one's feet to tickle. This is what the next four years are going to be like in this household. Just you and your weird older roommates who are your parents. (laughs) That's what you're going to have to get used to. Oh, you're back. Uh, Are you? He's back. Okay. Taryn, I want you to smash that thing right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, we don't have a hammer in my room. Uh, there's a tripod. Uh, oh, yeah, a tripod. I've... It's not breaking. <laughs> Keep going. It's okay. Just... <laughs> Watch out for your phone. I mean, I could just leave it unplugged. Yeah, that works. No, oh, that... yeah, you chipped it a little. You... Okay. That doesn't little. work. That's pretty oh, sufficient. Okay, it doesn't work. Um, I guess we should keep. That's pretty strong. That that I mean, that's a pretty strong device. I imagine that it, now that I now that I think about it, of course it's designed not to be smashed. That's the first thing someone's ever going to do it. Do it the first time they use it. <laughs> Declan, who's doing I it? Who's who's doing the smashing? Declan is. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. That thing probably cost a lot of money. No, it only costs like twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm sure Declan probably has the receipt in his files. Yeah. Taryn. No, on a yes. very popular rainforest all right. uh, selling. You can, you can stop that, and I'll look forward to the lawsuit from your parents for all of these things <laughs> in the future. Taryn, right. I want you to notice what just happened there. I ordered you to right. do something. You failed. Declan stepped in without being asked and succeeded. You're 18 yeah. years old. You don't need your younger brother to wake you up anymore. What you're doing in your life is normal. Staying up all night. Sleeping through, through nosebleeds, <laughs> sleeping till noon, one o'clock p.m. This is totally normal for an eighteen-year-old to do. I did it. Even, even. Well, I'm weird in a lot of different ways. But you, know, you it's not merely that you are you are a calorie-consuming machine that is going through m- massive, still massive uh, uh, growth and change, but also. It's you are you are purposefully isolating yourself from the people around you, even on an unconscious level, because you are preparing to shove off 
You are staying up, you are seeking solitude at night and in sleep because you are preparing to shove off for your future at Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts, and to shed all of those uh, dumb, empty husks of humans that once were your friends for the new creatures that you are going to meet who are going to meet the new you. And while that sounds sociopathic, it is no more sociopathic than every other 18-year-old who is preparing to leave home. It is normal. And you're a grown-up. You should not have to rely on your brother to wake you up. It is not correct for you to ask him to do that. You have to figure out a way. I just smashed my alarm clock. He just smashed my alarm clock. I I know. That's the last thing he's going to do for you. Because Declan... (laughs) You are you are a you are a very good brother and father and mother to Taryn. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you only have one more summer together before the reality uh, the reality that exists now becomes unavoidable, which is that he is an adult who is beginning his own life. All parents have to face this. He's got to start understanding what it's like to be alone in a place where no one's looking out for him but himself. When he sleeps late, he's got to feel that absence that was previously filled by your tickling fingers so that he can train himself for the loneliness that is going to overcome him those first few months of college before he replaces you and everyone else he knows with new, better people. Don't worry, Declan. He's never really going to replace you. I was just joking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I won't let it happen. I won't let it happen. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to prepare yourself and give yourself a little bit of training for what it's going to be like when he's gone and how that's going to change your life in your house. And in this one area, I think this is a good place to start that training. For Declan, excuse me, for Taryn to sleep and no one to wake him up and for you to not worry about him and let him be an adult and let him sleep as long as he's going to do. I would venture to bet that his behavior changes to some degree once he unconsciously feels the loneliness of your not being there to tickle him, which, by the way, is weird. So don't do it anymore. (laughs) Okay. And similarly, really tickle, that, alarm, that alarm clock is a crutch that Taryn has to get past in order to start organizing an appropriate sleep schedule for himself. But even worse, it's a crutch that he's not using. It is, it is a crutch uh, that is not helping him, but is just annoying everyone else in the house. And that is why it had to be smashed. Please explain that to your mom and dad when they come into the room and see the guts of that machine all over the place. And you say, Judge John Hodgman told, told me to smash my alarm clock and join the circus and send him Percocet. I'm not entirely oh, sure wait, wait, wait. any of the I operating just... mechanisms. I think he just smashed the panel. No, I got... No, I think all the wires aren't. Okay. Whatever, we'll figure this out later. Guys, 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 for the purpose yeah. of podcasting, it got smashed. Do you understand? Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. showbiz. <laughs> he <laughs> just ripped the guts out. Yeah. Like in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, this is, this, you'll, you'll understand when you take your film writing class or your podcast right. writing class. It's probably burning up the charts there at Emerson, writing for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. New media. And so I am, uh, I am finding, I guess, in Taryn's favor, in the sense that Declan is not going to be 
so mean or nudgy or tickly by waking him up. Cause Declan, you're not going to do anything. Declan, you're going to let that guy just, you're going to let that, that whole thing just sort itself out and you're going to do your own thing. And you're not going to worry about whether he's going to oversleep at Emerson because when that happens, you won't be there to fix it and he will fix it. Once he's the only one who can fix it, he will fix it. It's just natural. Your brother's not going to fail, and uh, and he's not going to stop. Uh, and he's not going to stop loving you, and you're not going to stop loving him. He's going to be fine. And just let him go off and do it. And you got to focus on whatever weird emotional turmoil you're going to go through once he's gone. And you guys, I think once you guys stop worrying about this waking up, and and I appreciate Declan that. Part of what you may be doing unconsciously here yourself is while your brother is chasing solitude by staying up all night and sleeping as late as possible, is that you're trying not to squander the few hours that you have left before he goes. But I think that the hours that that you do have together over the course of the summer, where Taryn is well rested and awakened under his own steam, and you have cultivated your own garden, Voltaire reference, by 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 pulling fiddleheads and ramps out of the garden to cook into a a, 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 a weird salad all your own. Uh, when you are awake together, the hours will be, will be both well and better spent. And you're going to have an awesome summer worrying less about things because that's what summer truly is for. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Taryn, how are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling just fine. I, you know, I didn't, I thought maybe Declan would get a better deal than he got. I mean, he's not like crying or anything. He's not kicking and screaming. I just, I guess coming into this, I didn't feel like I'd win. I, I just seemed like the grumpy teenager, and nobody likes that guy. Declan, how about you? How are you feeling? I actually feel really great about the decision. Um, you loved smashing that clock. There was a look <laughs> of glee. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt, I feel like he had some really good points that I hadn't thought about, and now I'm glad that he has o- like opened the light for me. Not really open, you can't open a light. Open the door. Open the door. That's the word I was looking for. Door. He opened the door for me. You boys are so cute. <laughs> so they tell me. I I have giant dimples. People told. What did people say? We used to look like little sh- cherubs. We were we do. little yeah. golden curls. We did. That was exactly. a long time ago. Taryn, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Hey, you guys, let's, before, you. You, before you go, let's just, let's just walk these guys out to the theme song from The Odd Couple, shall we? You guys know it, right? Yes. Do it. Do the bass part first. We can't all do the bass part. You guys got to come in with the melody. That's the point. Did it, 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 did it,
All right, that's good enough. There, there are lyrics. Yeah. There are lyrics. Next time, you know what I want you to do? One project for the summer is I want you to look up and learn the lyrics for that. Record it along with the squawk okay. from your parrot. Send it in and we'll play it on the thing. Goodbye. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Everywhere they go, they are known as the couple. They are known as the couple. That's some of the words. I don't remember the West. I don't remember the West. I don't remember the rest. I um, I have to say, I had no idea that there were words. Maybe you're just making them up. No, no, no. There are there are words. Ken Plume of the great uh, uh, a site called fred.com and a bit of a chat uh, was telling me about it. And there there were words. And the reason for there being words is obscure. I think that it had a, there was a licensing or copyright issue where if you the, the song had to have lyrics in order to copyright it in a certain area or something like that. I don't know what it was. There were lyrics I to know a lot that, of theme songs that you didn't know about. I know the Star Trek theme song mm-hmm. has lyrics. And I always assumed that it was because the person who who the person who created the show uh, in that case in the case of Star Trek Gene Roddenberry uh, wanted to get publishing on the song and he could get publishing on the song if he was the co-writer of the song which because he didn't have musical talent he could do if he simply wrote lyrics that weren't used it's, uh, in the arrangement. Yeah, I, 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 I may be making up my rationale for it. Maybe Sammy Kahn and Neil Hefty simply wanted to include the lines, Their habits, I confess, none can guess with the couple. If one says no, it's yes, 
more or less with the couple, but they're laugh-provoking, yet they really don't know they're joking. And then it goes on. But we'll hear it when those two kids sing it for us. Beyond the rim of the starlight, our love is wandering in star flight. <laughs> is that the words? That's how it goes. Tenacious D used to sing that in their concerts in the, the very in the very early days of Tenacious D. They would often sing. The, their big covers were that and uh, the Queen's theme from Flash Gordon. Oh, that- Flash. Savior of the universe. That's a great song. He'll save every one of us. <sighs> okay, here's something from Dan. I like to work on creative projects for fun. My latest is reinterpretations of the fart joke. For my first part of this, I posted a fart joke a day from a joke book on a popular social media site. The jokes were very bad, but I believe the repetition made it funny. For my current project, I purchased purchased a custom stamp that says FART in large red letters. When I go out in the world, I will stamp it on paper items that I come across. My wife hates my... Whoa, this is an adult with a wife? My wife hates my fart projects and asks that I stop. I think I'm bringing joy to others and not harming anyone. Am I allowed to continue my current project and perhaps additional fart projects in the future? Or should I listen to my wife? When does he describe his creative projects? I am just so caught up on the fact that someone married him. Uh, Yeah, he should feel pretty lucky. Here's the thing, sir. Um, I'm glad you're amusing yourself with your... Was it a Twitter account that that simply repeated jokes from a fart joke book? And then also you stamping things, stamping the word fart on things that don't belong to you. But that's not creative. That's plagiarism and vandalism, respectively. And it isn't that it couldn't be construed as part of remix culture, where you're taking an existing thing and putting it into a different context. And it's something that I believe very strongly in. I was just singing the, the lyrics from the, from the Odd Couple, which I hope people found in context beautiful and funny, but on its own is just me singing a song, right? But that said, there's not a lot of create like you know. You remember that uh, Jesse? You remember the uh, the Twitter account uh, horse ebooks or whatever? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, n- not for long will anyone else remember it because it's just not a thing. It's not you're really, you know, making a thing out of nothing is different from making a thing out of a thing, and that's not to disparage making a thing out of a thing. I guess you could make an argument that your fart. Stamp vandalism is akin to Banksy, and I would actually believe that argument to some degree. But insofar as it's a creative project, I just want to clarify, uh, you're not making something out of nothing. You're making things out of other things. And that all involves farts. And there's something sophomoric about it. And uh, and I think that uh, if your wife is embarrassed, you should uh, take her notes very seriously. I'm not going to tell you to not do your fart art but I will say take take the notes of the person closest to you very seriously in this regard and maybe push yourself a little bit further with your next fart project you know there's this rap lyric that goes we don't believe you you need more people I just don't believe 
And I would like to hear evidence from, and given his wife's reaction, I think he may not be able to provide it, evidence that this is actually a creative project and not just him thinking he's putting one over on the world. Right, exactly. I share the same skepticism, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe history will judge me as a Philistine. I do think the, I'm looking at a picture that he submitted of the really stinky fart jokes book and the fart stamp. And the fart stamp, which is just a classic self-inking stamp that says fart in red, red capital letters, I do think that the idea of someone working at a desk job and stamping various papers with that fart stamp, that's actually pretty funny to me Right, but that's, as I think about it in my head. Yes, that, 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 but that's something that you're thinking about in your head. If indeed that's what's going on, you know, I'd, I'd like to have seen that described in the monograph describing his, his years-long art project. So I mean, you know, what, I would sir, like to see I, a, I'm a to YouTube accept- or Vimeo clip of that, right? In a sort of in the style, I'm imagining it. It doesn't have to be, but I'm imagining it as vaguely Brazil-like, mm-hmm. um, a sort of Terry Gilliam-esque, uh, sad, futuristic office situation. Proto steampunk. Um, yeah, someone, a man sitting at a at, at an industrial 1960s desk. Frankly, not unlike the one that I have in my own office that I can see right outside the window. In fact, maybe I should be shooting this movie. That I've just conceived of from whole cloth. Maybe, maybe this, we can we can factor this into our sitcom featuring um, the only child brothers. He'll find in star clustered reaches love, strange love, a star woman teaches. Sir, if your fart project has more dimension to it than I realize, you may send me uh, further descriptions of what you are stamping fart upon, and I will certainly revisit my uh, my rather uh, dim assessment of your art project uh, so far. But uh, all I'm saying is you got to do your thing, but think about whether maybe your wife is right. Love, comma, strange love a star woman teaches. <laughs> Jesse, I love these lyrics, but is there anything else in the docket? Yeah, here's something from Vanessa. Wait, Judge Hodgman, would you say that your journey ends never, your Star Trek will go on forever? <laughs> okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it because they are contradictory statements. <laughs> because journey and trek are syn- synonyms. Vanessa writes, My husband and I have a dispute regarding allegiance to college football teams. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, and have always been a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, even though I didn't attend the University of Nebraska. My husband and I met while attending graduate school at the University of Wisconsin, and he says I should support their team, the Wisconsin Badgers. He says I'm a traitor for being a Husker fan. I disagree. I know you dislike sports, but I hope you'll resolve this for us. Well, in a situation like this, my metric is always what ruling will make the most sportsy person the most mad and disappointed. And in this case, clearly, your husband... Because he's the one who is trying to force you to turn your back on your own local heritage to support some other team. And even going so far as to say that you're a traitor for not supporting the Badgers of Wisconsin. I know you didn't go to the University of Nebraska, but you're entitled to like whatever it is you like. He should feel lucky that you care about college sports at all. He should feel lucky that you like him. Yeah. Is this, by the way, is this the wife of the fart stamp guy? Could well be. 
Jesse, what what's got, what what do you have coming up in your life, by the way? Well, mostly just the closing weeks of uh, shilling on this program for BoatParty.biz, which is literally the most fun you could possibly have over a four-day span. Like, it's so insanely fun. A, a trip to that German Zeppelin tropical park. What was that called again? Tropical Tropical, Forest? It was called Tropical Islands. Tropical Islands. It's even more fun than going to Tropical Islands. Um, So go to boatparty.biz and get your tickets. Yeah, I mean, besides that, you know, I feel like like we've gotten a lot of really nice... I've gotten a really lot of nice messages and some nice feedback at MaxFunCon from folks who listen to this podcast and then checked out Bullseye and Jordan Jesse Go. So I really appreciate folks who, if you're looking for a uh, family-friendly arts and entertainment interview show, uh, check out Bullseye. We've had some really cool guests lately. And if you're looking for a no-holds-barred, very silly, very vulgar podcast that has a lot of swearing in it, um, try Jordan Jesse Go. You know, going to Max FunCon this year and then going to Boat Party last year, I'm always impressed by the awesomeness of the people who attend these things. You know, it's one of these things where I'm as excited about the people that I meet who have paid money to watch performers as often as the performers themselves. And the Maximum Fun community is made up of a whole bunch of really interesting, uh, 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 curious, fun people like the two weird brothers that we just talked to and you. If you haven't had a chance to get together with any of them, it behooves you greatly to do so. And Boat Party is not only your next best chance to do it, but your best next chance to do it. I really, really cannot recommend more highly going on the ocean waves with Todd Barry and uh, who else, Jesse? Oh, Matt Bronger, Kyle Kinane, John Roderick, Murphy, John Roderick, Auntie Ballas, Gene Gray. Come on. And of course, Jesse Thorne, his very self, plus all of your, a lot of your favorite Max Fun podcasters. And the truth of the matter is, yeah, you, you, you know you've been checking out the Max Fun brand because you know that if you lock it in, you're going to get good things from all of those podcasts. Why not see for yourself what it's like to be trapped on a boat with these people for three days? You're going to have a great time. W. Kamau Bell. <laughs> Just forgot to say his name. Yeah, well, Natasha Legero, yeah. Moshe Kasher. Look, you could go on for half an hour naming names, and you're going to forget to say awesome names of people who are there, because some of them you don't even know yet, Jesse. Some of them are going to be the amazing people who are just listeners who you want to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like a fun get-together. Yeah. Like, for example, Jesse, you know, Jason Sims of Huntsville, Alabama, who was on one of our earliest podcasts, uh, is a guy that I never would have met in a million years except through this. And it turns out he's one of the smartest, funniest guys I've ever had the pleasure to internet and uh, audio meet since then. And he, uh, he uh, you may have heard him on the, uh, the, uh, the Sadness Tree episodes and follow-up episodes surrounding Christmas. He was on our most recent holiday episode. And uh, we are going to do a show together at the Bottle Tree Cafe uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, Uh, this very fall, along with a bunch of other shows that I'm going to be doing with uh, myself alone and other people. And you can find out all about them at johnhodgman.com slash tour. I'm going to be going to Durham, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, where these two uh, weird kids are. Maybe I'll meet them, except one of them is going to be gone at that point. Birmingham, Philadelphia, Akron, Ohio, Burlington, Vermont, Lebanon, New Hampshire, Northampton, Massachusetts, Hartford, Connecticut. The list goes on and on. And unfortunately for me, none of them are at sea. Thanks this week to the person who named our case, who was William Watawa. Thanks, William. Watawa. Thanks, thanks, Billy. 
I'm going to call him Billy. Billy Billy Roto. Dubs. I'm calling him Billy Dubs. Good. Thank you, Billy Dubs. If you want to name a case in the future, just like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook and follow me and Hodgman on Facebook. Hodgman's at Hodgman, and I'm at Jesse Thorne. You can also like us personally on Facebook uh, or follow us on Facebook or I don't know, whatever else. I've got a Tumblog. you got a Tumblog. We both got Tumblogs. What's your what's your Tumblog? JohnHodgman.com is my Tumblog. My Twitter account is at Hodgman. And my email address is Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. If you have a dispute with your older or younger brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, your cousin, your aunt, your neighbor, your boss, your whatever other person in your life that you want to bring to the Judge John Hodgman uh, uh, radio, internet radio program, just write me at Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. I look at all of my emails and I respond to them all as soon as I can. And if not, you can go to uh, MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho. And there's a simple form you can fill out there that also goes directly to me, if that matters to you. Our producer is Julia Smith. Our editor is Mark McConville. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org and discuss the show at Forum.MaximumFun.org. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Court is adjourned. That's my new sign off. What do you think? This court is adjourned. Do you like it? Adjourned. No, I did like it. No, I sorry. I talked over it. Adjourned. Good one. Thanks. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.